Hello everyone, this is Mark Guywin. Welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome everyone. Welcome John. Thank you and it's a pleasure to be with you, Mark. My friend and my my partner in this in this exploration of courage. Courage, bravery and life. John, did you know uh, over the weekend I did a research. I am I have applied to speak at a TEDx event. I like TEDx. Right. Have you ever spoken at a TEDx event? No, or, but I'd or, like to. Or planning I to? I that. I'm planning okay. on it. Excellent. It's, I think it's going to be great for you. Correct me on something, if it, or at least inform me if I'm right. In a TEDx situation, is that a 17-minute presentation? Maximum 18. At maximum 18. Okay. Yes. yes. Have your idea, 18 minutes, one idea, supporting mm-hmm. uh, examples, anecdotes that, that create strength in your idea and pushes you forward. I watched one last night. It was Excellent. very, very, very well done. And I do recommend TEDx um, for everyone. There's <clears throat> there's TEDx speeches, ideas <clears throat> on every topic. Excuse me. It'll make you a better person, a better man, a better woman, better child. Mm. Whatever it is that you are, you become better, friends. So today's topic is, well, how did we get here? Oh, the TEDx. Yes, I did a, I did a research on the word fear. Fear. My idea for my TEDx talk is this. Become a courage warrior with the use of language. Become a courage warrior with the use of language. It's in my wheelhouse. (laughs) I'm a strong believer that language is a very powerful tool and can do many, many things. It can also be... A very destructive tool as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And in, and I've been thinking about this for a long time. And this is of my forthcoming TEDx talk and possibly a book on this topic as well. Think about it this way. The word fear, when you go online, let's say we use uh, Thresaurus or Merriam-Webster. And then the word fear, type in the word fear. And then the next option is how many synonyms does the word fear has? Such as trepidation, horror, tremor, spinelessness. The word fear in English language has 1,311 synonyms. 1,300 synonyms. I did not know that. That's startling. Now let's, took, now let's look at the word courage. Courage. Bravery. Being bold, taking risks. Pushing through, looking through the darkness, facing fear in the eye and say, I am not afraid. Mm-hmm. I see you fear, but I'm yep. going through. The word courage in English language has 660 synonyms. So there are double the number of synonyms. The ratio for fear. of fear based, the language of fear is twice as big as the language of courage. Now that's an interesting dynamic. I wonder why. The language of fear is twice as big as the language of courage. This is my TEDx talk. And that's what I've been thinking about. Okay. The language of fear is designed to help us survive. It's really? designed to help us to help to keep us safe. Because fear is a deterrent for us to take for us not to take unnecessary and unusual or too too or, or activities or events that are too risky, because our primary objective is to survive. So don't act in a perilous manner. 
And the language reflects that. English language reflects it. Just look at the data. However, we need to thrive. Yes, we do. And in order to thrive, you need courage. And as leaders of others, speakers, leaders of ourselves, in a household, in a nonprofit, in a business, if we know that fear has 1,311 words, courage has 660, mm -hmm. have the intention of using courage a lot more than fear. According to Dr. Richard Boyatzis, he is from Case Western Reserve University in Ohio. He's a professor of organizational psychology who I have been following for the last five years. And I've done a lot of research based on his, on his books and on his findings. He said, in order for us to function at our best, in order for us to be the very best that we can be at any position in life, wherever the circumstances find you, Think about, I th think about this ratio, three to one. I think I mentioned this to you before. You need positive to thrive and negative to survive. And positive could be courage, taking risks, being bold, going where you're not comfortable. But you need also negative to survive. So what my proposal is, Steep yourself deep into the language of courage. Live in a courage. This is a podcast called Speak Brave. Mm -hmm. We will feature words of courage. We will find ways that you can use courage in your life, whether you're a teacher, office manager, or just a husband or a wife. Find courage every day. This is my mission, John. This is what I am doing. Finding courage with language because we know that the stack is against us already. And that's what I've been working on this weekend. I wonder why someone came up with the idea that the deck is stacked against us because I, for me, I find that to be a negative statement only in the sense that it tells an individual that it will always be an uphill battle. But when you stop and begin to realize that growth is a climb, then the term uphill takes on a different appearance. It's not that we're working against forces or that we're even climbing a mountain that is too high or too rugged. But instead, what we are seeing is that the journey is the part that we call living. And in the journey along the way, there are little victories. Because when people climb a mountain like Everest, they have specific objectives that they want to achieve because the trek to the top of Everest is not something you do in one day. It takes many days. And the people that have actually climbed that great mountain, the tallest peak on planet Earth, have objectives each day that they want to arrive at this point or at this point. Because these points not only represent accomplishments, but they represent places to assess the day, doctor any wounds, 
Establish camp. Establish a camp and rest. create an opportunity for rest and to have some nourishment mm-hmm. and be able to strategize. Take notes, take notes uh, reflect, plan ahead. You're right. So the card deck thing is more like life is the dealer and it's the luck of the draw. And I don't think the deck is stacked against us at all. I think what we're looking at here is the climb, the pathway, the journey. And the journey is rugged, but the journey has goals. The journey has achievements. So yes, we want to be careful not to do something where we might slip and fall to our death. (laughs) But rather, we want to do it so that we can clearly see the end in mind and know with each passing day, we are getting closer to the top of our personal mountain of Mm. success. Wow, John. Everest, personal mount of success, little wins. All of it resonates with me. And I've been thinking about this issue for a while. Have you come across the work of John Maxwell? Oh, yes. I remember when John Maxwell was Primarily limited to, if it's the one that I think it is, because it looks like the same guy. Seen and Reese become a great teacher of... Maxwell team, uh, two friends, uh, they're coaches, certified in that, Joe and Lisa. Um, Hopefully the audience will meet them one day. John Maxwell, one of his books, I think, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, he talks about conquering or scaling up the Mount Everest. One of his biggest lessons that he have found is that Nor Norge Tenzing, I, I had don't don't remember the name. The, it was a Sherpa. It was a guide who helped the very first person to reach Mount Everest and record a history that we know. And you cannot achieve your climb to Mount Everest by yourself. Even if you're afraid. You have to find someone who may not have done it, but who is your accountability partner, your somebody you can trust, somebody who can be there for you, have, have your best interest in mind and help you keep pushing forward. This topic just evolved here, right, in this podcast, John, about fear mm-hmm. and courage. And we can talk about fear all day because you are a student of understanding where fear comes from but also not being paralyzed by it yes and you have insight that i don't and you think about fears a lot as well don't you i do only because for me the lesson of fear is that too often it is fear that i have allowed to interfere with my success and so many times because of fear, I quit too soon. On Thursday night, you and I were in Orlando, Florida, at the southwest branch of the Orlando Public Library. They have an excellent meeting room over there, and there is a Toastmasters club, Vista Toastmasters, that meets regularly at 7 p.m. on Thursday nights there at the library. But this particular evening... The 2001 world champion of public speaking, Darren LaCroix, 
was there. Darren is in town currently in Orlando for the National Speakers Association Convention, and he is a presenter, as are a number of high-powered, superior-quality speakers who have developed a strong network of followers and who have great appeal to people who want to raise their level of excellence as communicators or as humorous speakers and others. So Darren was there, and Darren was talking about the elements in his life in failures and then not taking the next step. The speech that he used was his world championship speech entitled, Ouch, because he used the analogy You see something, you have a goal, you think you can do it, you claw your way through it, you sift through the overgrowth and get out from underneath the underbrush and you find yourself there and you start and you fall on your face flat and you wonder to yourself, wow, I really thought this was for me. And Hmm. you get up and think, ouch, that hurts. That hurts. I don't like yeah. that to hurt. Yeah. Well, I'm beginning to deeply appreciate more and more with each passing day what he means because in my life, hurt, which is something all of us deal with, and it comes in varying degrees, physical, emotional, financial, spiritual. We don't like that feeling. But the great people who have been successful have learned from the hurt, have learned from the failure, have learned from the pain, have learned from the struggle. And they have decided once they got up and dusted themselves off and allowed themselves to think about and analyze how that made them feel, why it made them feel that way, and also perhaps maybe what they could do to deal with that. Some just say, no, I don't need this. This is a pain. I don't want to go this way. I'll go look someplace else. I want an easier road to travel. But the road less traveled is, I think, the harder and more painful road. Now, that sounds negative. That's, John, I'm just, it's it's hitting home. It's hitting home. And I hope it also resonates with the audience as well. I would like to become a courage warrior. A courage warrior that, not reckless, not irresponsible, but rather somebody who is totally aware Mm -hmm. of the cost of not taking action. And willing to pay the cost by willing, taking the action. Willing to take willing to take the plunge, willing to take the price, willing to embarrass myself. Oh yeah. And I I think possibly one of the tenets of being a courage warrior is your professional embarrasser. <laughs> I don't know, is that a Or respect yourself to be professionally embarrassed. Get yourself professionally embarrassed. Be humiliated. And I know a lot of people say, Oh, I'm an adult. I have achieved the status. What will my peers think if I blow up and sometimes I cannot recover? But you know what? 
I understand that life is a gift. It is. Life is a gift. And if you don't use your gift, your gift becomes stale. And also, I know that you have to make right decisions. Right decisions for you and for the people you surround yourself with. And sometimes we are become complacent. We become complacent. And a lot of times it's because of fear. Sometimes it's because of laziness. Who knows why we become complacent? But I want to focus on fear. Because fear is real. Fear creates anxiety. And I can speak from personal experience. Fear has created physical reaction in me, John. It has done so to me as well. Um, sometimes, I don't know how you experience fear, but sometimes I I shake in my knees. Mm-hmm. And and then my f- foot, like the below the knee, it just becomes... Mm-hmm. I have tremors. Almost, it's almost like an instability. It's a, an instability. And I never thought about it. And you probably have heard this before. Your knees are shaking. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I've had that experience. Yes. And I actually felt it. What I come to understand, on the Facebook a few days ago, I, I saw this meme. There was a proposal by this person. Instead of saying how old you are, say I'm on level so-and-so. So let's say I'm 38 or I'm 43. I'm on level 43 versus I'm this old. So I like that. <laughs> so I, I do. I like that. So instead of saying like how old you are, you know, you don't want to reveal, but you know, no, you, I'm at level sixty-seven. Right? You're level sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. I am. I so like that. You're at level sixty-seven. So as we traverse through life and joy, sometimes it's a pleasant boat ride. Sometimes it's airplane. Sometimes it's a hot air balloon. Sometimes it's a bumpy roller coaster. We could start a whole new. List of possibilities here, Mark. What do you mean? What is, well, well, I, think I, about I need this. to finish this think thought, about but this, yes. Yeah, think about this analogy. Yes. Yes. Instead of looking at life as we're getting older, look at life as we are scaling. We have arrived <laughs> at level 67. We are yeah. at altitude 67. We are in climb. We're never in decline. We are always Love this. High. Love this, John. I like this podcast because this podcast is part Education, part entertainment, part investigation, part mm-hmm. discovery, part exploration. And most of it, it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And so let's say you're on level 67. Mm-hmm. I'm on level 38. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, we're... My son's getting ready to turn level 37 in August. <laughs> I can't believe it. His fiance is level 24. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're just a leveling up. All well, right. We're, People, we're take level... that. Embrace this. This is going to be a carryover, I guarantee you. Level through. and Level up. Level up, keep going up. I don't know. If it, it, it sounds very cute. As we go up in levels in life, I believe fear and other emotions become stronger. Unless, of course, it's a mental capacity not to feel. No, how do you feel about that? How no, I, I'm going to say I agree with you, but yeah. let me add this would be my caveat. I think fears do become stronger. And I think there are more fears as we grow in the process because we see more clearly the things that pose a threat or pose a deterrent or something of that sort. Because but, of maturity? Yes, I do. Because of the level? Because of the but higher level? But here's the, other, here's the other side of that coin. Our understanding, our, our 
interpretation of the fear, how we respond to the fear also increases in its ability to deal with the fear because we don't see the fear through the same set of inexperienced eyes that we had. Like now when we hear a sound, a sound that would alarm someone and there's that sudden reaction to it, you know, you, you tense. Now when you hear that sound, you pause for a moment and you say, that doesn't sound good, but let's listen further. Hmm. Let's seek to find where it's coming from. Let's see if, in fact, it is something we need to be alarmed about. We so, don't react as quickly. We, see, we become more measured in our response, and we understand the fear much more clearly, and that allows the mind to think, about how are we going to deal with that fear. Okay. So as you going up in levels in your life, mm-hmm. more fears, yes, but more tools? Yes. More forethought, more understanding, mm-hmm. more perspective. More 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 okay. More weapons? No. More weapons too. I don't want to use the word weapons, but tools, weapons, skills. Mm-hmm. What's the other word for tools? Armor. Armor. Yes. Yes. Armor. Okay. So armor, you have more expensive armor to deal with it. John, I love this topic because this is what Speak Brave is. Yeah. There is a fear component there that cannot be ignored and should not be. And let's go back to the base. So let me ask ask the audience. I want to ask the audience because this is a conversation. As you're thinking about this, as you're listening in in your car or in the gym or in in your airplane, hello, I know that a lot of people listen to the podcast while they travel. And this audience for Speak Brave is growing, growing in the international places. Yeah, including the space station. (laughs) The space station. The International Space Station. Yes, 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 one of them. (laughs) But I see it. I see the responses. It's amazing. It's tremendous. And I'm very honored. As you listen to this, think about your life. Think about what are you most fearful about right now? Think about what is the cost of your fear? Think about when was the last time, and I know everyone has gone through this, regret, 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 regret. Sometimes I cannot help you with regret. Nope, that's true. I can't help you with regrets sometimes either because we we just have to. Sometimes we have to deal with it ourselves. And sometimes you made the best decision at the time with all the information that you had. Exactly. So there's no going back. You ever heard the phrase, I wish I knew then what I know now? Yes, I heard. And there's Mm -hmm. a cool song about it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I forgot who it was, but somebody from... 90s or 80s, yeah. some, some big star. And the whole thing Phil about Collins. that is that's it. Yeah, yes. because the, the big deal with that is we all have, the th- you've heard the term 2020 hindsight. Yes, 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 yes. Well, 2020 hindsight is great, but 2020 hindsight doesn't do anything for us because it's 2020 hindsight that we either learn from or if we go to the regret area, that's a negative. And regret Although it's a part of our life, we have to find a way to subordinate it. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. So as you, dear audience, friends, as you listen to this message, as this heart story that we're mm-hmm. opening up to you and to us, 
Make no mistake about it. We are talking to people today and every day that this podcast is seen and heard who are dealing with fears. Fears that are real. Yes. Some fears are imaginary. Mm-hmm. And, and we've you, talked about that. We did talk about it. Uh, I don't know where this research came from and what specifically is 80 or 85 or 90 percent of fears never become realities. They never become reality. They stay in our brain and live there. Let's move past it and yes. go forward. Fear is real. Several questions I would like to leave you with and just to think about and respond yes. to me. What would you change in your life right now? One thing that you know fear is there, and this fear is paralyzing. My question to you is this. Did you create that fear yourself? What a great question. What an incredible question. It's a paralyzing fear, but what is its source? Yeah. And if the source is us, mm-hmm. why would we allow ourselves to so go there? Take us, give yourself a permission, give yourself a jolt. A lot of times we are stuck. Yeah. We are stuck because of fear, because of a relationship, because of working conditions. And a lot of times we are. There's so many emotions live within our brain, within our hearts, and we're paralyzed to take a next step to see the light and go towards the light. If the fear is self-made, are you okay with letting this fear grow? Or are you open to the possibility of living a different life? Mm-hmm. Are you open to consider it, ponder it, and take a step? This is what I want to say. This podcast we've been producing for the last year, year and a half, talks about fear, talks a lot about courage, fear, and we have techniques in other sessions how to deal with it through body language, through self-affirmation, creativity, communication. So subscribe, look at the library of catalog of this podcast and hopefully learn more. But I hope... When you think about fear in your life, something that's so that constricts you breathing, something that just gives you high blood pressure, something that increases your heartbeat, I I, I might hope and prayer for you and wish is that you stop, pause, try to understand the source of that fear, and do something about it. Maybe your choice is to do nothing. Maybe your choice is to accept your fear. Maybe your choice is to just be with it. I get it. But if it's not, I think there's a better future out there. And I think it's a a very uncomfortable conversation. But we're not here to make anyone comfortable. We are here to ask questions that your friend would ask. Yeah, and if you're going going to stretch yourself, you're going to be uncomfortable. Somebody who is caring for you. Somebody Mm -hmm. who has your best interest at heart. And we do. John and I, we do. We care about our audience, and we care about spreading this message. Think about it. Think about the fear. What is it doing to you? How does that? How does that affect your life? You only have one life to live. Mm-hmm. This is it. Make the best of it. What do you think? 
I think it puts us in a position where we should have takeaway and we should have time to ponder and think. And we sometimes just need to pause and ask these questions because if we don't ask them, we're not being honest with ourselves. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, John, for being my trusted friend and advisor. I hope this was an uplifting and informative session for you and for everyone here. Yes. I ask you to subscribe to this to this podcast, share it with your friends, share it with everyone who needs to who needs to hear from it. We we are available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Marguy.com. Check us out, uh, share, and I hope whatever you do, see you next week. And don't forget to speak brave.